This is Simply Education. Education, a podcast talking to educators on why outdoor play, education, and health are so important to them. I'm Caitlin Hill. I'm Jessica Viola. And I'm Melanie Romero. We're all registered early childhood educators working in the field, as well as students at Sheridan College completing our bachelor's in early childhood leadership. Today I spoke with Jennifer Moore. She is a registered early childhood educator who has been working in the field for the past six years. Jen is currently working as a supply teacher for the YMCA in both their before and after care programs as well as their child care centers. Jen is also a fellow Bachelors of Early Childhood Leadership student. Jen offers a lot of great insight into the position as a supply teacher, as someone who comes into a space or environment when needed. So Jen really takes a look at, you know, I'm not here all day. I don't, I'm not in the classroom environment all the time. But this is what I'm seeing isn't working, and this is what I'm seeing the problems are. And she's very honest about that. So I just wanted to say thank you to Jen right off the top for giving your honest opinion on what you are seeing and on your visits into the different centers and programs that you supply cover for. So thanks again, Jen, and I hope all of you enjoyed this last episode of Simply Education. Hi, I'm Jen. I have been an ECE for six years so far. Um, I've been working at the YMCA at different locations for about four years, and I just went back to school to get my degree in early childhood leadership. Okay, so when you hear outdoor play, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, first thing that comes to my mind is how necessary it is for the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about how it's necessary for after school program and during the day. Um, I would say definitely necessary <laughs> is the best thing and fun, definitely. I think that it's important for them to have fun too while they're outside. So those are the first things that come to mind. Perfect. When I think about that, yeah. So you've obviously worked for lots of YMCA before and aftercare programs as yeah. well as the child care centers. How are you finding as an ECE and also as a supply going into, like you have experience going into different centers. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing when you go in there? How is kids health um, and outdoor playtime? Is it being done effectively or not? Um, I think that they're, a lot of the times, a lot of the centers don't have enough materials for them to do yeah. stuff outside, you know? Like, they're just like, okay, go around and play. And then so some kids aren't exactly going around running and being active outside. They're just, some of them are just sitting outside. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do with themselves out there a yeah. lot of the times, right? Or they're, some of them will come up, I'm bored. So yeah. I think that it needs to be a little bit more structured. Like, they, if there's, like, a large game going on that they get in, then they're being active and then they're taking full advantage of it. But... Um, I don't think all the time, no. No. So would you say like one of the main problems that you're noticing is lack of materials? Yes. So I had, I was talking to another educator, Heather, she's an ECE at the school board yesterday. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me as well that one of their big things is just lack of materials is what they find stops outdoor play from being what it is. Or even if you have a, okay, you have a couple skipping ropes, but there's, you know, 20 kids and there's three ropes. Like, right. it's not enough. So who's that good? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not enough for them to play yeah. with. Or, like, a different variety of materials would be good, too, because it's, like, you don't have, like, you have 
skipping ropes, chalk, and this. And it's like, that's not enough. Or one ball. Like, that's not enough for that many kids. Um, Or something to get them thinking, like, what else can we play outside instead of just the normal things? There's no room for them to be creative. Yeah, yeah. So how do you find that in either your child care centers that you've been working at or as well your YMCA programs Mm -hmm. that when the kids aren't going outside, how is their mental health affected? Um, I think that uh, especially in the daycares, like if it's it was too cold out, like they obviously have safety regulations that they have to follow. And if the kids aren't getting inside, like all of the teachers can note that it's it's complete chaos in the room mm-hmm. like oh the, like you'll hear over and over again like oh the kids haven't been outside today the kids haven't been outside today and they're just like stressed because they're in the same spot for so long they're not getting that fresh air you know and everything that we learned about uh stimulation and like they're just not getting like enough um uh outdoor time at all um I actually heard a t- um a quote from a TED talk and it was uh children who often misbehave inside the classroom are noted to be seen as leaders when they're put out outdoors oh, I, like I mean that. like they're seen to flourish yeah. yeah so um uh that's another thing to consider too um and I think that sometimes they just need to focus away from the work like for older kids who are actually doing work outside it's important for them to take that break and get outside and burn mm-hmm. off some steam and then come back in um, and be able to like actually focus on what they're doing. So especially because I know you work a lot right now in some of the child care centers, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of the child care centers don't actually have a physical space for kids to go if yeah. there is inclement weather yeah. or whatnot. They're kind of expected to just be in the classroom and doing gross motor activities. Yeah. So knowing that and knowing your experience, if you could design any curriculum or even design a center, right? What is some things that you would do in order to allow children to have the ability to be able to move around more oh gosh like I have unlimited unlimited Unl- money. anything you want to do okay um I would probably create a center that would have like windows so that you could sort of open them but it's mm-hmm. not like completely freezing in there so it wouldn't be like da- dangerous but that the kids still could go outside um and then areas that um, almost like a greenhouse yeah like something like that like they're still getting in and you can open it wide but you could also shut it at the mm-hmm. same time like a big enough area like for them to to run around and not just like a small like gated yeah. um area um with a bunch of materials like different games and stuff like that they could choose each day to bring come and bring out um I know one of the educators I spoke to, she talked about having covered sheltered areas. Mm. So even for like places here in Canada yeah. where we have to deal with multiple weathers, she spoke how at one of her centers they had a covered um, dramatic area and oh, they also had a cool. covered yeah. sand yeah. box. So even though it was raining mm-hmm. and basically their general rule was that if it's thundering and lightning, obviously come yeah. inside. but. Because they had those shelters areas, the kids were able to stay outside longer. So do you yeah. think that's something, especially in, like, the kindy rooms or in daycares, that we should try and implement more? Yeah, definitely. That would be amazing. I think they would they would love it, like, as well, right? Like, they'd be excited to go to those centers, yeah. too. Yeah, that would be amazing. Okay, so, Jen, at your current job, mm-hmm. do you feel that the kids are getting enough outdoor time? Um... I think that now where I am, well, I'm only supply, right? So I come in Mm -hmm. and I only see them a couple times a week, but it's been the winter. And I would say during the winter months, absolutely not. Like 
there's no way. Even on some days where it's like we we could go outside, a lot of the times we didn't. Or we go outside for like 10, 15 minutes, the kids would stand there, say that they're freezing and want to go back inside. Yeah. Um, now that it's spring, I think a lot of the, you know, the teachers especially want to get out as well. And they do get outside, but like I said before, it's not... It's not enough. No, it's not enough and it's not it's not structured to so that they're doing stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of just, some are standing around, some are running around. Like it's not... No, no. That's the answer. Yeah. No is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think now that you've seen this especially and on the days that you supply? So mm-hmm. what is it that you do to ensure that the kids are spending enough quality time outside? Um, I will encourage them to take something from the rack to go play with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times I feel like I'm focusing on safety concerns right. instead of having time to do that. So I would say that I'm not doing probably enough myself mm-hmm. like ensuring that they're they're all like engaged in play because there's you know some kid off on the center doing something dangerous or they're you know like a ball rolled out on the road so I'm doing that so it's it takes a lot of people to be yeah. on the same page in order to do that so so speaking of danger something mm-hmm. that I've spoken to about with different educators is bringing back risk taking with children in play okay because I feel like we've come to this point where we're scared where we're scared yeah. we're mm-hmm. scared to let kids take risks but taking risks is such a fundamental part of kids learning yes 100%. so what do you think have you noticed this in your own work experience also have you ever caught yourself stopping a kid from doing something that's not necessarily dangerous like they're using a skipping rope the wrong way wrong way but is there a wrong way to use a skipping rope right right um well that today just before uh we got out here there was in the forum there's like those carpet stairs i don't even know what we would call them oh the um they're like bleachers but they're soft they're soft big large version of a stairs yeah so three of the kids were running around them and they're running up and down the stairs and I, I said, you know, stop running. Like, that's not, it's like, it's unsafe. And then I kind of went back and forth and I allowed it for a little bit. And then I would get upset about it again because I'm like, I wanted them to take risks and mm-hmm. like have fun and get that exercise. And they're obviously enjoying themselves, but I am so afraid of them getting hurt that I keep stopping it. So a hundred percent, I've done that before for other little things probably too. Uh, I think that risk taking would be beneficial for children, but it's, it has to be done in such a way that there's, you know there is precautions because oh yeah the repercussions are so harsh and strong yeah (laughs) so my question to you is what or who do you think is stopping us from taking kids outside more um I think at first I was thinking oh it's the parents you know we were talking earlier about how like the parents are stopping the kids from playing outside and we don't upset the parents by the kids getting hurt but like once I look back on it, I don't actually think that it's the parents. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, you know, our company, not just YMCA in general, but YMCA or the school board or health and safety who's like, we can't, you know, we can't afford a lawsuit. We yeah. can't afford, you know, for these kids to be getting hurt. And like wherever it's come so far, it's the organizations that have stopped us. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily the parents because you look, as soon as the kids run out with their parents, they're, you know, running across the parking lot or the parents are like, oh, it's okay. In most cases, like yeah. I'm sure, you know, there's some parents that have a different opinion on it, but I, I think it's like the policies that have been put in place that mm-hmm. are stopping us from it. So do you think, I I personally feel that it's a huge combination of everything. So everything has made a ripple effect. Everything has an yeah. effect on everything. So I think... Parents are afraid of their kids getting hurt. Educators are afraid of the kids getting hurt and then yeah. receiving backlash from the parents. Yes. 
companies or school boards are afraid of the parents' backlash, also the backlash on the teacher's right. reputation. And I think it's just easier, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. if a kid gets... There's difference between no one wants a child to break their arm or, you know... Obviously, get, yeah. like, crack their head open. But, like, a cut or a bruise or a slip off of the monkey bars once in a while isn't going to hurt them. And it's why, you unfortunately, know. now they are known as the snowflake generation. Yeah. Because yeah. we put them in bubbles and we wrap them so tight. Yeah. Yeah. And they're afraid to take risks, for sure. Jen, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the final episode of Simply Education. I just wanted to take a second here to thank all of the educators who were featured in our podcast uh, for taking the time out of their days to speak to us about what outdoor play, education, and health means to them. Um, I really wanted to take away from the recordings of these episodes, what what are we doing that isn't working in outdoor play? And I, I really enjoyed all the educators' honesty on wherever they are currently working, what it is that isn't working. But I also really appreciated what they are doing to make it better and to make it work. Um, something that I'm personally taking away a lot that really resonated with me was when Heather Lord in episode three said, Children don't begin to love outdoor play until we ourselves as educators learn to love it ourselves. That to me really stuck with me and it really resonated with me and it's something that I'm going to continue to carry on with me and through my practices. So I'm just going to leave you guys here finally with a last quote. It's from Maria Montessori and I think she is encompassing everything about what the educators and ourselves are thinking when it comes to outdoor play and what we need to do better. Let the children be free, encourage them, let them run outside when it is raining. Let them remove their shoes when they find a puddle of water. And when the grass of the meadows is damp with dew, let them run on it and trample it with their bare feet. Thank you guys for listening to Simply Education. I hope you really enjoyed the content we brought to you in the last four episodes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.